Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son, on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 178 from June the 24th, 1995. And this is Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. For today, I'm sitting here with Doc Turner and not Hard Body Harper. Harper couldn't join us this week. But we got a lot happening in this show, and I'm ready to get into it. But I'll ask Doc first, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, but man, I think I, I really do think. Well, first of all, we're going to miss Harper, but I think this show's going to be about you, son. I don't know what you're talking about, man. What you saying? We're going to talk about what are we going to talk about here? <laughs> Snort her save, up. Save it for later. Okay. But I'm going to tell you, people. Mike likes to no sell stuff, and oh, I don't care. And my name is Bennett, and I ain't in it, and all that shit. <laughs> But he's been calling his shot now for about a month, telling me he's ready to go on this episode. So, to be a, a, a good friend, I say, let's head to the ring and get it get it there so that you can uh, have your say. What is it, 20, when did, when did this happen, 20 years ago? Mm, that sounds about right. So, today you get your response. How about that? Oh, no, I responded that day. Let's, let's, oh, let's okay. be clear. Okay. Let, let's, well, let's go to me, let's let's hit let's, the ring because the Avenger okay. is still skinny looking. All right, before we get into episode one seventy eight from June twenty fourth, nineteen ninety five, shout out to disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry for your generous patronage and your contributions to this show monthly. Also, this is taping number two from Sevierville, Tennessee, at Caton's Chapel Elementary School. We get another debut, as Doc and I have kind of mentioned already, on Cornette's militia this week. Um, and yes, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, anyway, this show starts off actually before they do anything. It's like a recap of the last promo from last week with the Avenger and Bullet Bob Armstrong and Corny and Budro. So I won't say anything about that. We we literally talked about that five minutes ago, but you're hearing it a week later. So anyway, Doc, I'm going to assume you have no thoughts on that promo that they recap at the very beginning of this one. No, sir. All right. That's what I thought. All right, so then we go to Les Thatcher and Chip Kessel to kick off the show with Bob Armstrong and the Avenger. So I actually want to play that because, um, yeah, let me play it. Here it is. Welcome back to another edition of Smoky Mountain Wrestling, Les Thatcher, Chip Kessler, and last week, fans, as you just saw again, Nature Boy Buddy Landell and his manager, General Jim Cornette, agreed to meet Armstrong's Avenger on today's program. And Les, you're going to talk with Bob and his man here about today's big match. That's right, Chip, we certainly are. And Bob, uh, in just a little bit here, your Avenger is going to the ring to face Nature Boy Buddy Landell. And again, I've known you a long time. And I'm looking at this guy and I'm saying, you're putting, you're staking the, the house on him then, right? Well, you know, maybe I know a little something you don't. I, maybe that's hard for you to understand that uh, you don't know it all, Les, but maybe I'm, kind of, maybe I'm kind of smart like a fox, but I've got confidence in him. And besides now, it's too late. It's already signed, sealed, and will be delivered in just a few minutes. So, Buddy Landell, just be ready because the Avenger is really going to give it to you, brother. And in general, the general himself, I think, has got a little surprise coming. All right, well, there you hear it from the bullet, Bob Armstrong. It's Armstrong's Avenger against Nature Boy Buddy Landell. Chip and I will be back with the action right after this. All right, Doc, any thoughts on the opening right there? Just figured I'd play it since it's a little different than normal. Um, I want to know who it is, dude. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Let us go to that first match that's up right now. They're not waiting for the... You know, things to happen. They're not going to wait till later. So, Buddy Landell is going to take on the Avenger. It is a non-title match. I want to repeat, a non-title match. They go straight to the ring. Uh, Les reminds us that Bob Armstrong told told Les that Bob, Bob Armstrong had something up his sleeve. So, last week, remember, Les was like, Bob, are you sure you want to do this? And Bob said, I might look dumb or something to that effect, but I'm not as dumb as you might think I am. Even though 
Corny was able to pull the sheet over him, over his eyes a bunch of times. But anyway, Bob says, look, I got a plan. All right. So anyway, with all that said, the Avenger comes out to Born in the USA. Mm. And I knew, I don't know about you, but I knew the first time that I saw who this man was, even with the mask on when he came out. Did you know right away? No. You didn't realize that was him? Mm-mm. Okay. Do you want to tell the people who the Avenger is? Well, he comes out looking jizzacked. He must have got on a cycle since the opening Dude. of the show. He did a fucking major cycle or two. Um, he had, what's the what's our what's our powder called? Power Maker Two. He was on Power Maker Two. He is in the commercial, so there you go. He he's not he's not just a sponsor. He's a user. Um, he is jacked. And at first, I wouldn't have known, but that is, yeah, I would have known from there. The hair gave it away, but he, this is the goddamn Candyman. Well, I knew from the boots. Buzzkill. The, the minute I saw the boots, I knew who it was. Well, looky there, it's badass Brad Armstrong. It's bad Brad is what they end up calling him. Oh. Well, look at the crowd. They don't give two shits. Nah, they care. It's just a real small crowd, man. There's like 200 people there. It's just, if that, it's just a small crowd. I mean, and look, this is the second taping and they're already leaving. (laughs) Um, Look, for everything people say about Brad, and I've said this before, Brad is a former North American Mid-South champion. He beat the big cat and he lad for that title. Brad was better than I think people like to give him credit for. My opinion. I like Brad. I think they did him wrong. And, you know, he was just an enhancement talent in WCW on Saturday night oftentimes. But I don't know. I like Brad, man. But, hey, I wanted to point something out to you that I don't know if you realize when you watch this. You know, a while back you talked about, or a couple of weeks ago you talked about Bobby Fulton leaving Smokey and coming back, and that might have been a new record for the amount of time someone was away and came back. I think Brad actually must hold that record. When was he here? He was in episode two or something like that. I don't remember that. You don't remember Brad in episode two? No. Okay, hold on. I'm going to look it up because I want to tell you exactly what that date was. He was in very, very early Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Like, like one of the Maybe the first or second taping. Telling you. Hold on. I'll tell you shortly. You, you got anything to say about this, though? Um, Brad is a definite upgrade over Steve going against Buddy. That's no knock on Steve. That says more about Brad. Right. Um, it was a non-title match. Important, important to remember. What are you doing? Uh, doing this search thing on my computer. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, um, it's, it's, um, you know, one of the things that Corny talked about was Brad was always Corny's idea for being the top baby face, but it, he just couldn't make it happen. And so, <laughs> you unprofessional right. hack. And yeah. so it's kind of sad that he's coming in in the last few months because what oh, would wow. that have looked like otherwise? Okay, I'm having trouble finding it, but I could have swore he was on like the first or second TV taping. Let me try to do what I can do from over on my side while you queue up BA giving us his thoughts on the matter. Well, okay, but before we do that, I wanted to mention, so Brad does pin Buddy in this match. Um... What happens is Brad puts a sleeper on Budro. Cornette comes in to get involved. Brad punches Corny, and and Corny's racket literally goes flying into the ring. Buddy picks up the racket, swings at Brad, but Brad ducks and puts Budro in the Russian leg sweep. Brad pins Budro, one, two, three, clean, middle of the ring. Even after the match, Buddy tries to sneak Brad from behind as Brad has Cornette held up, but Brad ducks... And Budro hits Cornette. It was really well done, to be honest with you. They they 
Brad comes in looking like a million dollars, in my opinion. It it was it was it was well done because it looked like he was about to get screwed as we normally see the heel do, but he didn't screw him. Uh, he tried to screw Brad, but Brad fought both of them off and got his comeuppance. Although he doesn't win the title, so all right. While you're looking that up, let me keep going. I got no record on this website we use on this of any Brad Armstrong 1992. I'm going to have to go back and look because I could have fucking sworn he was in like one of the first tapings. Maybe maybe I've just watched too much wrestling and you know what it was? You're right. I'm wrong. That was Scott. I think Scott <coughs> wrestled. I thought, you were gonna, like, I thought you were going to say that Gordy had a something well, to say about the longest. That's actually was, a great point. Because he was on six. He was on six, but he came back. But he came back. He did the one show, but they didn't air it, though. That's true. Hard to say. Yeah, maybe no, you're Rip, right. Maybe Rip Rogers had come back. I was thinking of Scott. It was it was taping number two, February 8th, 92. Scott Armstrong <laughs> beat Dutch Mantel. That's what I was this thinking. Is so riveting. Riveting listening, listening to you stumble around. No, I, I was wrong. I'm not like you. You're, I can admit to when I'm wrong. Well, You're wrong I'm, all I'm, the time and you never I'm admit not, to it. Why are you You're wrong all the time and never admit to it. You're wrong all the time and never admit to it. I'm never wrong, pal. You're always wrong. You're wrong more often than not. And with that said, let's go to Brad Armstrong here who's in the ring with uh, Les Thatcher. Well, of all the guys I didn't expect to see here in this ring tonight... Robert Bradley, how you doing, my man? Thank you very much. I'm doing very good. I'm doing much better now that I can be here in the Smoky Mountain area and do something for Brad Armstrong. I understand why Dad had such confidence in Armstrong's Avenger now. That's exactly right. I came here to avenge all the things that have been happening to the Armstrong family. And it's time for Brad Armstrong not to be held back anymore by certain things, but to do out, to go out and do the things that I know that I'm capable of doing. And these good people know it too because it's where I started, it's where my heart is. Bradley, you certainly set a fire in Cornette's uh, life here when you put his number one man's shoulders on the mat here tonight. You know, Les, every time I step into the ring, it's a, it's a definite challenge. Against Buddy Landell, it's almost always going to be nose-to-nose, hard-fought battle almost every time you get in the ring. But tonight, I put the big man's shoulders on the mat for the count of three. That means for right now, I'm the man. And of course, they're going to have to give the man a title shot sooner or later, Bradley. He's going to have to put that belt on the line. I think that what, what we've seen today will prompt him to put that belt on the line a little bit quicker. Yes, sir. A little bit quicker. I believe so. Thank Good you to see you, my friend. And like that, just a General Jim Cornette, batter up, buddy. The Armstrong Avenger, number one son, Brad Armstrong. That's it from right here. We'll be back with more Smoky Mountain action right after this. Thoughts on Brad right there, Doc? First of all, I thought he was good. Mm-hmm. Second of all, he was talking about getting held back over in WCW. In WCW right now in '88, we're talking. He's having matches, talking about getting bad advice from an agent. Man, Brad, Brad had a rough career. Poor Brad. And I think by the time they tried to wanted to do something with him, with even putting him in the No Limit Soldiers, I've said this a hundred times. That he was ruined because he had done nothing but jobs on WCW Saturday Night. I don't say nothing but, but you. I mean, I swear we watch Saturday Night every week, and he was, he was just the enhancement guy, and then they, he gets put with the soldiers, and I don't know, man. Just, dude. They made Brad a got buzz done wrong. kill. Remember Buzz Brad got kill? Done wrong. No, I don't. It's like a pothead gimmick. Brad got done wrong. That's my that's my comment, but whatever. Okay, I thought it was a good promo. Um... I liked it. He's a new face in the territory. He comes in with credibility, in my opinion, to face Budrow. I think Brad is good. You know, thank you for having me. He's very grateful for that stuff, and he's grateful to be in here and all that. And 
Um, now, later on, I, I'm going to change my tune a little on some of the things that they do, but right now, I like Brad here, being here. I'll, I'll leave welcome, it. welcome to the Fed. You know, the end of Smoky Mountain doesn't do right by many, so I guess we can leave. So it in the last two weeks, we've had Gordy come in, the Headbangers, now Brad Armstrong, and we got one more today. So there's a lot of a uh, talent flux. Yeah, a lot of change like happening, man. It's um, a lot of people coming in. What you need to do, uh, except for the one guy they come in who who really kills the territory. Okay. We get a replay of last week with Randy Hales uh, jumping Mark Curtis when Mark Curtis runs in and whatnot. I don't have anything from it, so I'm going to assume Doc doesn't either. Doc, anything? No. Nothing? All right. And then we get a new promo this week with Mark Curtis followed by Randy Hales. So let's go to that right now and see what's going to happen. You know, Randy Hales has jacked me around a couple times now. First, he lies to me. Secondly, he physically attacks me. Well... I'll tell you what about the guy. He gets under my skin. I think he gets under everybody's skin. He's the most annoying, most ignorant person I've ever met in my life. So, me being the man that I am, I could only do, take so much and go so far. So I went to Bob Armstrong. I said, Mr. Armstrong, would you do me a favor? I can't take it anymore. Put me against Randy Hills one-on-one. Summer Blast, July 15th in Knoxville, Tennessee. I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't know what it's going to look like because I'm not much of a wrestler, but I am a man. I'll guarantee you one thing. Smoky Mountain Wrestling is going to reign supreme that night because I'm going to send him back to the USWA with his tail tucked between his legs. With me, Vice President of USWA, Randy Hales, and uh, you've created quite a uh, conflict here. What I want to talk about, I absolutely can't believe it. You know what Bob Armstrong came up and asked me? He says that skinny wimp, Mark Curtis, your referee, who everybody saw, I beat his brains out right here. You had to pull me off, Les Thatcher. You're lucky I didn't nail you because I'm not used to that kind of treatment. You saw what, what did I do to Mark Curtis? I beat his brains out. Now he challenges me to a match July the 15th in Knoxville. That's a joke. Usually, as the vice president of USWA Wrestling, I don't get my hands dirty. But let me tell you something. You're underestimating me, Mark Curtis. I've already beat your brains out one time, but you're so stupid. Let me tell you something. For the last 15 years, I've been an expert in karate. I've been a bodybuilder all my life. And let me tell you something. You are insulting USWA wrestling. You're insulting me. And July the 15th, this body and this brains are going to beat your brains out. And everybody out here will know that USWA wrestling is number one. And Smoky Mountain Wrestling is bogus and the pits and should go out of business and I might just buy it and take over and run this thing and bring real wrestling talent to Smoky Mountain Wrestling. <laughs> there you heard it from Randy Hales quite frankly on the 15th in Knoxville I'll be cheering for Mark Curtis he'll be taking Randy Hales on you won't want to miss that one and other great matches and right now let's hear about Summer Blast. I can't stop laughing at Randy Hales what are your thoughts Doc? Well, he turned into Ric Flair taking off his jacket, but then he was wearing a short sleeve shirt. Dude, that's an awful look with a jacket. That's just terrible. That's a short a sleeve old... shirt is terrible all the way around. Yeah. With a tie, in my opinion. I think that's the <laughs> worst look on the planet. It's pretty bad, dude. Yeah. Uh, and I thought Mark Curtis was good for a a referee. And it's mildly amusing as a mid-card angle. Yeah, I like that Curtis says he's a ref and has no clue about wrestling, but he but he's a man and he's going to fight Hales. I thought that was a pretty good little uh, way to – I thought that was a great way to put it for Curtis. And I, I'll say it again. Randy Hales is the type of guy that makes you want to punch his face in the back of his head. It's – my God. I don't know if – yeah, he's he's just – he's a heel. I, I, I want to see Mark Curtis – beat him up and i guess that's part of it so yeah anyway all right doc let's go now to the rock and roll express with les thatcher and uh, it's confrontation with les thatcher with the rock and roll express here it is summer blast 95 you guys have got your work cut out for you that's right you know the showdown's coming including the thunderdome cage match that we're gonna have in johnson city right 
on July the 8th. See, it's all going to come down to head. We're going to get rid of one of them. But what I'm talking about here today is, you know, a little bird left this on my front porch. Now, is this what Al this Snow way. keeps talking about? Unless this right here property? belongs to Al Snow. Like I said, a little bird left it on my front step. This right here belongs to Al Snow. And uh, it answered a lot of problems that we've been trying to solve over the years. You know, because I want the people to listen to this right here and hear what this right here has got to say. You know, I knew that Jimmy Cornette... One Hold on. Hold on. Here comes the commissioner. Okay. Listen, I'm sorry, gentlemen, but I've got before me here a, a, a writ of habeas corpus signed for all, by all the board of directors, as you can see their names. And since uh, you have admitted that that's his tape player, we're going to have to give the tape player back to him. He's got, well, I'm sorry, I've, I've got no choice. I hate to do it, but you can see we have to do it. Just like thieves and criminals, you have to deal with them through the judicial system. I did the same thing. I took it through the courts. Thank you very much, Mr. Armstrong. I guess we won't be hearing this now, will we? And guess what? You won't be getting the title match either. But let me say this. You do have to defend that title every 30 days. I know that. All right. I happen to know that on the 16th, that 30 days is up. So one day earlier, I'm going to take advantage of a one-day situation, and I'm going to give these boys a title match, whether you like it or not. What? No, 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 Wait, wait, wait. No, no. You think the O.J. Simpson trial is taking a long time? I'll appeal this all the way to the state Supreme Court. I'll appeal it. I'll appeal an orange. I'll appeal a banana. It don't matter, but you aren't getting the title shot. Wait a minute. I'll no, wait a minute. You know, take this whole thing. I know that you've been trying to get rid of us for a long time. Oh, yeah. But what? if you give us a title shot, and if you beat us, we will leave town. If we will leave Smoky Mountain Wrestling, if you beat us in that title match in Knoxville, Tennessee. If, now let me get this straight, Beavis. If we beat you and Butthead, uh -huh. you leave Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Hey, wait, 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 Mr. Armstrong. I want you. Hey, step it. Uh -huh. Give him back now. Uh -huh. I'd hate to, I'd hate to end your career tonight. Well, not really. Mr. Armstrong, if you're in agreement, you've put something out there that I can't resist. If you're willing to put your stinking careers up, I'll, I'm willing to put the belts up, because you're not getting them belts. It'd be a cold day in hell before you beat us. Let me see this. Uh, Ricky, are you and Robert sure about this? Uh, are you sure that's what you want to do? See, uh, if see. they give us the title match. Well, yeah, we'll give you the title match if you put your careers up. If, we, if you beat us, we will leave Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Oh, okay. All but right. if you beat them, you'll be the champions. That's, that's, that's the deal? Yes. Is that's that all right with you guys? Oh, that's cool. That's groovy. That that's right groovy, buddy. As long as you stick by your word, because I know what low backstacking, stabbing thieves you two are. Now, let me say this. I know how to use lawyers, too, and I'll make sure it's official, and the lawyers and the board of directors sign it. That match will take place. If they lose, they leave. But if they win, they are the champions. Signed, sealed, and now it's dealing. Well, there you have it. On the 15th, it's the careers of Ricky and Robert against the Smoky And Mountain. guess who's going to win? It's going to be us! <laughs> against the titles of Unabom and Al Snow at Summer Blast 95. That's been Confrontation. Doc, any thoughts on what we saw right here with uh, the rock and roll with Les? Always with the court systems. Here in the Smoky Mountains, we got the writs, the habeas corpuses, and all that. But, you know, it's good to see justice get served. Um, I liked it. I popped when Snow called Rock and Roll Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> you, ever watch Be you ever watch Beavis and Butthead? I wasn't a huge fan, but, I mean, I saw some of them. I used to pop with the fire, fire. And there was one, there's one that's glaring that sticks out to me it was the one where he drank a six pack of root beer and, and ate like 26 butterfingers and he was like higher than giraffe pussy in class and he couldn't contain himself do you remember that one when he became cornholio yeah that <laughs> that's the one <laughs> that's the one he needs yeah. tp tp for his bunghole tp for my bunghole i'm the great cornholio Dude, he drank a six-pack of root beer and had 26 butterfingers before he went to class. That's fantastic. But, yes, I I, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but it, it was funny. I mean, it, it my was my, Well, my only other note here was somebody needs to tell Ricky and Robert not to block the hard cam on the, you know, on their interview. 
I guess if you're going to get technical, yes. Um, okay. I don't know. Anything else from it, though? No, that's about it. I mean, they're going to settle something there. Uh, they are going to settle something. We'll see. Uh, so just a quick recap. So Morton claims a little bird left the tape recorder on Morton's front step, and that's how he got it. And right. What do you know? Bob Armstrong turns up with documentation that Morton has to turn over Snow's tape recorder back to Snow. I'm not sure how they can prove that's actually Snow's tape recorder and it needs to be turned over, but we'll let that go. Bob also says, I'm granting the Rock and Roll Express another Smoky Mountain Wrestling tag title shot. Snow says, sure, if the Rock and Roll will put their careers on the line, their SMW careers on the line, then they will grant them the tag match. So basically, to wrap it up, Snow and Unibomb, if they win, then the Rock and Roll need to leave for good. And we'll leave it at that. All right. We get a replay of Steve Armstrong getting screwed over at the end of his match with Buddy. And then, you know, with Corny, Punisher, and Buddy cheated to win. That was from, was that last week or two weeks ago? It feels like it was two weeks ago. No, it was last week. Okay. It was last week. All right. Um, And then we get a Steve Armstrong promo, which was pretty much meat and potatoes. Did you have anything from it, Doc? Nah, bro. I lost interest in him. His big brother came in. That's, Wow. Let's go now to Corny and Budro, though, and let's hear what they have to say. The militia. Here they are. Cornette mm. and uh, his militia, and of course, you've stirred the pot once again, Corny. Stirred the pot? I'm going to tell you right now, Brad Armstrong is without a doubt the most no-good backstabbing thief, and he stole my tennis racket, and he won't give it back. But I'm going to tell you something right now, even though the number one son may be in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, the Armstrong family has never seen the day that they could outwit me. I'm building an army. I'm looking for a few good men. And the militia is going to outnumber them all. Talk about new men. Besides the fact that Terry Gordy you're going to see in action in a few minutes, there's another man that has agreed to join the militia. And he's coming to Smoky Mountain Wrestling. He's a former NWA World Heavyweight Champion. He's known all over the world. And he's going to ignite the militia like wildfire. Tommy Wildfire Rich. And I want you to hear these words that he had to say. You know Knoxville, Tennessee, Tommy Wildfire Rich ain't no stranger, Jack. But Smoky Mountain Wrestling, you had never seen me before. Jimmy Cornette called Wildfire. He said, I'm starting me a small army. Tommy Rich said, what we paying? He said, I'm paying a bunch. He said, I'm going to put you with men like Buddy Landell, the Nature Boy, Terry Gordy. And what have we got to contend with? Y'all better get more than the army you got. The Rock and Roll Express. The Dirty White Boy. Ha! Huh. Bring it all down. Smoky Mountain, I'm coming to you. All right, there you hear it from uh, former World Heavyweight Champion, Wildfire Tommy Rich. You see, everybody's coming to join Cornette's militia because they realize that I am on to something good. And we're going to march, and we're going to march, and we're going to march. We're going to take, like Sherman marched through Atlanta, until finally Bullet Bob's commissioner's office is going to look like the Marat building. And Buddy Landell at Summer Blast is going to take Brad Armstrong, the number one son, even though he's the most dangerous of all of them, and teach him a lesson, right, buddy? Let me tell you something, Brad Armstrong. You left Atlanta, Georgia, and your posh accommodations down there. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and it's run by James Cornette's militia. And I'm the head knocker, baby. I'm the lieutenant. You got it? Now, let me tell you something, Brad Armstrong. I'm going to kick your stinking teeth in, and then when you're walking around sucking soup out of a straw for about six months, you're going to say, Money Land Bill knocked my teeth out. I can't eat solid food. i got to suck it with a straw. That's what I'm going to do to you, boy, because you don't know who your real daddy is. None of you do. And you're lucky that I had a temperature of 200 degrees up there yeah. and fainted today because I was kicking your stinking teeth in until then. I'll see you at Summer Blast, big boy. There's one thing that the you don't do and that's make excuses and we're going to go to the ring right now and I'm going to show you how bad that Bam Bam can be when we see Terry Gordy in action. Alright, we're going to throw it to ring announcer Tommy Noy for the action. So Cornette was great here but there's a fatal flaw in his plan. When he brought in this snorting crackhead bitch Whoa. that's the reason why Smoky Mountain died because he brought in this hoe Okay, so I want to say right now <laughs> that Mike's views are not the views of me and Harper. He's going to stand on this one alone because that is a former NWA World Heavyweight Champion that deserves respect. Um, 
I'm going to say that I like Buddy saying he had a temperature of 200 degrees and fainted because that's funny. Uh, I thought Tommy Rich was really good. I mean, he's like, I ain't no stranger, Jack. I'm gonna come in, y'all. We got a, we got the army. Y'all don't have. I mean, that was good. Somebody say something about a. Somebody say something about a bag so, of cocaine. Fire you up. You don't know that. Hey, hey. And, and you got and, some rock. You got some blow, brother. Come on, bro. Oh, come on, brother. Come on. That, that's not classy. Did you hear him say that? I, I fell asleep during it. I was bored. Why? Okay, so here's the thing. We're going to need you to tell the Tommy Rich story again. I'm not telling shit. It's been told a million times. I don't want to piss fake Stan Lane off out there. He says, he says we talk about it too much. Well, okay. So did Tommy In short, Rich Tommy Rich okay. bowed up to me. I basically was like, fuck you, bruh. And when he realized he couldn't punk me, he then tried to go, oh, brother, I'll just fucking with you. No, you weren't. You thought you were just being funny. You, you, you thought you just wanted to punk somebody because you're an asshole. And I go back to what I always say. Don't ever be the guy to fuck with somebody. And then if you're going to do that, you're going to bow up to somebody you better be prepared when they decide to bow up to you. Don't be a bitch about it. That's my point. Go ahead. Fuck him. Mm. Have you ever considered that maybe he apologized and you should have just accepted it and gone on with your life? He didn't apologize. We got witnesses. I went on with my life. You're the one that bring this, brings this up all the time. And the only reason it's being addressed right now is because the crackhead bitch Schnorter is now on Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Oh. I got a, I got a um, tweet one time from somebody who's like, well, don't, well, people change. You should be more accepting. I'm sure he's not like that now. Good for him. I hope he did change. I hope he's I'm not with, strung out I'm on dope. Well, I'm I'm with this listener. I think that you should. It, life's too short to have these kinds of things, man. Come on. He's a hoe. I need. I just want you to. I don't know. I just need you to live your best life. He killed Smoky Mountain Wrestling. No, he didn't. Can we keep going? Because we'll have plenty of time to talk about this asshole throughout the next four months. Cause he okay. ain't going nowhere. He's the de He's the reason Smoky Mountain died. Wow. <laughs> you didn't like the turn this show took. I just want to stand far away from you, pal. <laughs> Are you scared, Tommy Rich is going to hear this? <laughs> get, uh, no, no, I just don't agree with your position. I'm not scared of anything, Tommy. The if you're funny listening, part. It, if you're listening, it's Mike Mike menace to society that doesn't like you. Everybody else here respects your career, your accomplishments. Hey, man, uh, I didn't know what this kid was. He just was in my face trying to shake my hand. And I all I saw was some cornrows in his head and head and braids. And I wasn't sure, so I figured I'd fuck with him. I just fucking with the kid. I wasn't trying to get him all fired up and shit. He ain't got to talk about me like I'm crackhead snorting. I mean, I did do an eight ball six months ago, but I've been clean since then, brother. I don't even drink no more. I don't do none of that stuff. Can we move on? Are you proud of that? <laughs> Just having are fun, you, man. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are, you, are you proud of yourself right now? What are you going to do next? Get on. What uh, are you asking me if I'm proud of, Doc? What you trying to ask, brother? Are you going to start bagging on Harley Race next? Or maybe no, a Briscoe? No, or... no. Oh, I'm not talking about the Briscoes. They could tie me in a pretzel. Well, one of them's dead. I, I'm, you know which one I'm talking about. Um, I mean, you're, gonna start in on, you're gonna start in on Kerry Von Eric because he was a short-term champ. I mean, no. What's what's next? Because you're disrespecting something we hold very, very dear. And Look, I don't man, like I'm just going down to the liquor shop. I'm gonna go get me a a Mickey, a couple bottles of whiskey, some some Mad Dog 2020. Oh, hey, hold on, brother.
Hey, do you have any? Uh, do you have any theories on how Tommy Rich was able to win the title? <sighs> oh, feel better. Got me a shot of Jack Daniels, bro. Come on. Do you have any theories about how he was able to secure <laughs> a title reign? I have. I don't know anything about that. I wasn't there. Okay. Let me make the point again. I'm speaking of a situation that I was right there. That personally happened to me. That's the only reason I'm saying it like that. Well, hold okay. on one second. Hold on. Why don't you ask Tommy Rich? What, why don't you get Tommy Rich on the horn? What would you ask him about this situation if you could talk to him? Me? Yeah, you. Oh, I would be like, bruh. I know you've wrestled a thousands of nights and thousands of places, but do you remember a place in the late 90s where this braided hair wannabe came up to you and started getting in your face about stuff? And then he's a worker, so he'd be like, yeah, I think I remember something about that, man. I don't know. Hold on one minute, brother. Hold on, hold on one minute. Doesn't like Jack Daniels sliding out your throat, brother. Well, why don't we just call Tom Robinson and see if he can do fake Tommy while we... Dude, I swear. God, uh, let's be real. Stutter and Tommy Rich was gold. It was. It was one of the best things I've ever heard on a podcast that I, wasn't on, that I wasn't on. I even played Stutter and Tommy Rich for, for Sasha one time. And she has no clue who Tommy Rich is, and she thought, that's pretty funny, man. He he took a drink of NyQuil and fell asleep while recording. <laughs> Remember when he drank the NyQuil? <laughs> this is okay. this is not a classy part of our show. Let's let's keep going. So all, while Doc was talking about all that and we were talking about Tommy Rich, Lee Thomas uh, versus Freeboard, Freebird Terry Gordy. Gordy wins with ease. Boo Bradley and Steve Armstrong come in to help Thomas, who is getting beat down, and the heels powder out and retreat. Did you have anything from Lee Thomas versus Freebird Terry Gordy, Doc? Can't say that I did. We then get another Super Bowl of Wrestling plug for Friday, August the 4th. Uh, let me um, go to it if I can if I can get to it. There it is. Hold on, um, because there's a bunch of things that are that are shown here that are pretty pretty cool. They mentioned Dan Severn, the NWA champ, will be there. They also mentioned the WWF Intercontinental Champ will defend against the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Champion. So stay tuned because that is something big that happens in the promotion. That's going to be really really good. Let me say it like that. Um, the current Intercontinental Champion as of this particular Smoky Mountain show airing June the 24th or 95 is Jeff Jarrett. So stay tuned because, you know, you don't know if Jeff's going to hold it and retain it through August the 4th. I mean, that's a lot of time away. So just want to point that out. Tommy Noe also does say that both Jarrett and Budro have plenty of defenses in between now and then. So Buddy is a Smoky Mountain champion. Jarrett is the IC champion. So we've got a lot of time. So you got to stay tuned because whoever that, Whoever those champions end up being, they will wrestle each other. So whether it's Jared or Buddy or whoever, stay tuned. So I like the way they position it. They don't really announce who it is. They say who the champions are, but they don't say who the match will be, as in giving it away. Would you agree, Doc? Yeah, very well done. Bob Armstrong then cuts a promo. He says Boo wants a match, so he is giving him one next week with Terry Gordy. And Bob Armstrong also reiterates that the WWF Intercontinental title will be on the line at the Super Bowl of Wrestling August the 4th. Stay tuned because, again, Brad Armstrong has a match with Buddy before then. So will it be Brad or will it be Buddy or will it even be someone else? Because we got a lot of time before then. And then we get a Headbangers promo, which I've got nothing from. Did you have anything from the, from the Bob Armstrong promo or the Headbangers promo? Well, the Headbangers... They didn't change shirts, which I don't have a huge problem with. But my other thing is, if they're headbangers, shouldn't they have long hair? I don't really know. I don't, I don't, I don't, that didn't bother me. Okay. I mean, is that synonymous with headbangers? I, I don't really... Culturally, um, I don't know if I can if answer doing, this question. If they're doing punk 
angle, no, it'll be fine. If they're doing heavy metal, they probably need long hair. Okay. Then, yeah, I don't, then I don't, yeah. Mm. Okay. Any other thoughts? Uh, no. All right. This show ends up moving along quite quickly near the end until we get to the final promo. So, um, actually the final promo is not even all that, but, uh, Killer Kyle is up next along with D'Lo Brown. They take on Tracy Smothers and the Dirty White Boy, a.k.a. the Thugs. The Thugs come out to Tough Enough, the song. Yeah. <laughs> I'll ask you this. Any any thoughts on them coming out to Tough Enough? Any thoughts, Doc? It's probably a great sign. It's probably the right song, but God, yuck. <laughs> Uh, all right. So again, reminder: New Jack is. Let me go to it here so that the patrons can kind of see it as it's playing. Uh, New Jack is gone from Smoky Mountain Wrestling as of June tenth, nineteen ninety five. So, and again, he and D'Lo lost a stretcher match to the Thugs that night. So I just wanted to mention on June the tenth. Uh, Less in. And Chip are entertaining themselves during this match. Les asked if any of the county fairs have tobacco spitting contests because he thinks the headbangers can enter into that. Uh, yeah, that's that's th- this is how interested they were into this thing. Um, God bless them. It was it wasn't that it was bad. It just was kind of slow. The match does turn into a four way. D'Lo misses a clothesline off the top rope and hits his teammate instead of Dirty White Boy who ducked. And the Thugs defeat D'Lo and Kyle. And I don't have anything else. You got anything from a duck? No, I didn't really. It was just, it was decent, but nothing really there to talk about. I agree. Did you then even have anything from the thugs in their promo? No, I thought it was kind of meh. Yeah. This, let me say this, because we're now at the end of the episode. After the crackhead snorter ho comes into the militia, the the show kind of takes a turn of just meh. The Super Bowl of wrestling plug was was very knowledgeable and and it conveyed what we needed to know about the Super Bowl. But beyond that, the the last half of this show just very much to talk about. And I kind of want to leave it at that. But would that be your overall thoughts too? Are you trying to say Tommy Rich killed this episode too? No, he killed the territory. I'm not going to say he killed the episode. Oh. Wow. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Brother. He trying to say I killed the territory, motherfucker? Who the fuck do you think you are? You just some fucking wannabe fucking gangster, bitch. Fuck you. All right, Tommy. Um, He didn't kill the episode. He killed the territory, and I'm... I'm Definitely going to hold true to that. All right, Doc, what do you have as far? Let's get into disability checks because that literally that's how the episode kind of goes down. Um, so we'll get into disability checks. Before we do so, remember, Amazon referral link, tinyurl.com slash Amazon. That is how you can support this show without spending anything extra. Please use that link. Give it to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, side pieces in your life and tell them to use it every time they use Amazon. Again, Great way to support this show without spending anything extra. We don't have ads. We don't have commercials. So we mention Amazon Weekly. So please do us a favor and use it. All right, Doc, uh, what do you have um, disability check-wise? How many are you going to give this one? I feel like you're going to give it a low one. No, I'm going to say uh, 7.9. Oh, 7.9. All right. I'm shocked. Oh, brother, I'm going to give this motherfucker. Somebody say something about 10.0. Go sit down somewhere, bro. I thought you were gonna give it an eight for an eight ball. Oh, it gets it gets a zero from me. This this episode's a zero. We brought the guy in who killed the territory. It's a zero. Government cheese award time, but before we do so, please become a patron at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. That is how you can get extra content and you can support the show that doesn't have all those stupid ads that many other shows have. So again tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Now, as I say that, if somebody out there offers Doc and I a million dollars or Hopper and I a million dollars to put an ad on this show, you damn well right know we're going to freaking take that million dollars and divide it amongst ourselves and uh, plug whatever product that is. So I just want to say that. But as of now, no, there's no ad. So become a patron. tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Doc, it's government cheese award time. Who are you giving your government cheese award to? Uh... 
Thomas, give that fucker to Thomas, Tommy Rich. I'm hanging Tom, up on you. Thomas Rich. You're just doing that because you're trying to rib me. His name is Thomas Richardson, I believe. I know this is a rib, so I'm going to let it go. Okay. All right. Just want you to know that. I know it's a rib, so I'm going to let it go. All right, Doc? Uh, 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 if you think so, but he's going in the record books. So my government cheese award is going to go to everyone in this episode besides Tommy Rich. Because Tommy wow. Rich killed the territory. <sighs> you, have a, you have a real problem. <laughs> Why? Why do you I, say that? You're just a hateful, vengeful, grudge-holding piece <laughs> of crap. Has, has anyone ever done you wrong in life? Oh, yeah. All right. Do you but have good I, feelings but towards I do, them? But I, I believe in the power of forgiveness, Michael. <laughs> I thought you were about to say the power of positivity like you're the fucking New Day. <laughs> no, I, I just believe that we all make mistakes. And we all learn and grow from that. And the world would be a better place if, if uh, we didn't all hold so many grudges, Mike. Okay, bro. So first off, forgiving is one thing. I mean, I forgive the, I forgive the crackhead snorter bitch. I mean, that's you know. It doesn't sound like it. But you know, forgetting is another. You don't forget things. You can forgive someone, but you never forget, right? Uh, it doesn't sound like you've forgiven either. But I'm not gonna right. I'm not gonna judge you. <laughs> you know what we missed on this episode? What? Our Tommy Rich conversation. And fucking Hopper going off. And Hopper like. Hopper responding. And Hopper. <laughs> this is what we missed. When. This is what we missed. When me talking about Tommy Rich. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or this is, what, this is what we missed too. When I would go off on him. What the fuck. <laughs> And I should have had this thing loaded after Tommy Rich's promo. I would have said, "Fucking we- loser!" <laughs> Come on, <laughs> we always miss Harper when he's not here. Oh, he's we Harper. do, we do. All right, Doc. So anyway, um, anything else before we get out of here? No, I think it's time. I think it's time too. So, all right, check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday, so please check them out. It's a great show. They talk classic and current stuff, but they're two good dudes, and they support us, so please support them. Also, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern ber- version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us, so please support them. And also, don't forget to become a patron at tinyurl.com slash BTT. I do not have anything else. This ought to be fun editing this show uh, with everything that went down. Um, not, not that it's bad, but uh, sometimes I listen back to myself and go... Damn, you you were a little stiff, or you shouldn't have said things like that. You know what I mean, Doc? No. Or, or you never regret what you say. I say what I mean, and I mean <laughs> what I say. All right, so fair enough. All right, Doc, uh, get us out of here. Hit the tagline. Take us home, man. Book it.
Before we get out of here, I want to say thank you to all of our patrons out there for supporting this show and making this show possible twice per week, every single week with the Smoky Mountain shows and the NWA shows. And um, I mean, look, I know you get extra shows, but ultimately, when you are a patron for us and support us on Patreon, we thank you because it does help the eight free shows as well. So I know we do extra stuff, but with that said, patrons out there such as yourself, thank you for for being patrons. And if you're not one, remember, become one at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Over 200 plus episodes are available on Patreon for you to enjoy and listen to you. Listen to extra stuff that we've done, wrestling stuff, non-wrestling stuff. And when I say non-wrestling stuff, it's nothing political or social things in the world. It's just Harper, Doc, and I having tons of fun talking about just utter stupidity uh, for entire episodes. So that's that's what you have to look forward to. There's a lot there. The Dallas Cowboys ring rat house. Harper talking about the worst places to take a dump. So much stuff that's available on Patreon. Now, I also want to say a special shout out to our, our Hall of Fame Patreon members. Don Dippinett, uh, Lee Russell, MDQ for Life, George Davis, Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Swayzo, Christopher Champer, Will Harkey, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Duneifen, Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott at GA Russell Nut on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller at, at Half Points Point on Twitter. Keep cutting those promos, kid! You're the man, Marlon. Thank you, man. I appreciate your support. Long time. Josh Warren, you too, longtime supporter. Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn, Ryan in Auburn, good old Justin Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, the BTT Research Department, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru from the Bottom Line cast. Make sure y'all check that show out. Him and JV do a great job. And Mike Pru is also uh, a co-host on the ECW Extreme Live cast on our Patreon feed. Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, David DeFries, SV Pagem, Bill Sousa, Big Rich at Spyboy Sports Cap, Ari Miller 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andrew. Ready, Cole Mini 22, Marty Howell, T Hog 94, God Bold Unreal. Thank you for all of your support. And lastly, like always, thank you to everyone. Uh, oh, I can't forget. Check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and JV. They have a podcast series where they're getting close to the end, but they've chronicled the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month and on a weekly basis. It's a really good show. They basically just go through Stone Cold's entire career. I say entire career. It's mostly his WWF stuff, but Mike and JV also do the ECW show uh, on our Patreon feed and that show they do on their free feed. Uh, just search the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast on or go on to Twitter at Bottom Line Cast and you can find them. Thank you everyone for all of your support. That's it. We're going to get out of here. You know what Harper always says when you get out of here? When we get out of here, book it, bitch.